Welcome to Tribal Economic Development, a podcast highlighting best practices for creating, implementing, and sustaining plans that lead to success in Indian country. We are Wasayabek, an economic development firm dedicated to creating a sustainable path forward for the Nottawasepi Huron Band of the Potawatomi. In our first five years of operation, We've grown from zero revenue and three employees to nearly $100 million in revenue and a team of more than 500. Along the way, we've learned many valuable lessons. Here, we'll share those lessons with you. And now our hosts, Deidre Mitchell, Wasayabek President and CEO, and Erica Weiss, Associate Attorney. Bonjour, welcome. I'm Erica Weiss, and I'm very excited to be here today for our very first episode of Tribal Economic Development, a Wasayabek podcast. Here with me is my co-host, Deidre Mitchell. Deidre, welcome. Good morning, Erica. Very nice to be here. I am really looking forward to this. The last time that we co-hosted a podcast, we were not on the same team. But as of March of this year, you joined Wasayabek, and we're now united in our mission to serve the Nottawasepi Huron Band of the Potawatomi Tribe in their uh, pursuit of economic diversification. So thank you for joining us, and uh, this is this is going to be a good adventure. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited, and I'm glad that we can, uh, we can get back on the podcast train. Been looking forward yes. to it. A little bit different flair, as you mentioned, since we're on the same team, so we, we kind of have control over what we're going to be doing. So we're going to Go ahead and just jump right in. Yeah, it's great. Um, Tribal Economic Development is the name, right? So obviously that kind of dictates what we're going to be talking about. But why are we doing this? I mean, what's what is our? We've talked a lot about this particular podcast and why we want to do it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of our driving force behind wanting to to get a podcast up and going with Wasayabek? Yeah, sure. I there's so much desire out there. I think from tribes to do economic diversification and economic development, but there's not many places to go for really detailed information and kind of a roadmap. There's great conferences out there, but that's just not the right venue for people to really dig in and say, hey, these are my circumstances. How do I get started? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping by sharing our story that um, we can impart some wisdom, we can give some fresh ideas, we can um, help people avoid roadblocks, stumbling blocks, um, but just really give a flavor of what it really means to do economic diversification. I think also it helps those who want to work with tribes doing economic uh, development, gives them a broader understanding. We can reach a broader audience. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. not just locally reaching out to tribes. That is part of our mission to help other tribes develop and help them along their journey in economic diversification if we can. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really, you know, as we just finished our first or initial five-year strategic plan, right, part of our, our next five-year strategic plan is exactly that, right, kind of furthering that mission to help other tribes. And and like you said, there are there are some really great conferences out there. You know, Res is awesome. NAFO is awesome. They do a great job of showcasing kind of what's going on in Indian country right now and, right. and, and where the opportunities are for different tribes. But you go for a week or you go for three days and then you go home and try and figure it out yourself. So absolutely, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about this podcast, like you said, kind of helping be a roadmap to kind of further explore some of those 
those obstacles that tribes are facing or where to even get started to begin with. So really excited, really excited to to dive into it. And and like you said, service providers too. I mean, having come from private practice and worked with some of those service providers, a lot of what I did in my previous life was educating them, right? Educating financial providers or, you know, other service providers on waivers of sovereign immunity and what it's like working with a tribe and having to to deal with you know, the cultural things that go with working with tribes. So yeah, all those topics that we're going to dig into along the way, because they're all important. Yeah. Right. And so as you build a community to support you, because you can't do it alone, that um, there's somewhere to go for some more detailed information. Definitely. Definitely. So super excited about that. Um, So for, for, our listeners who may not know much about Wasayabek um, wanted to read off some stats for us. So, as I mentioned, you know, we just completed our first five-year strategic plan. Yes, we did. Technically, kind of six years, right? Because yeah, COVID. COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the, the world kind of went crazy for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but let me read you some of these stats, and I'm curious to hear your your. Uh, initial reaction. So during that initial five-year strategic plan, Wasayabek has grown from $0 in revenue to nearly $100 million, increased the size of our team from three employees to more than 500, increased our ownership and investment portfolio from three entities to 30, soon to be 31. (laughs) Correct. Significantly expanded the number of industries we serve throughout our portfolio companies and went from one operational location in West Michigan to multiple locations across the United States. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just thinking back on this journey, you know, we all entered into it with a big dream and we all... uh, We we laughed. The three of us that were the original three, we kind of sat around a table and went, huh, okay, let's do this. And we think this is what this is going to look like. I mean, the key to all of that has been building great relationships, bringing on great partners, hiring the right people, putting them in the right spot. But that's been a lot of growth. It's been a lot of really rapid growth. And it's taken steadfastness on the part of the council and the board, their continued belief in us, which they we have, thank goodness, that's really, really important. Us all being aligned to the same goal and then agreeing on the steps we're going to take to get there. So, I mean, thinking back on where we were versus where we are today, it's a very different look to how we operate. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll get into some of that in in future podcasts because you can't really start out saying day one, we're losing money, but I want to be a top 50 company in the world because- The systems and all don't support that. Right, so absolutely. how do you get there? Again, back yeah. to that, some real roadmaps on how do you start and how do you get there? Yeah, and that's why, that's why I'm so excited that we're able to do this because I think so much has happened in such a short period of time for Wasayabek, like you said, rapid growth. But how you started, like you mentioned five years ago, is a lot different than the way that you think now because now we're in a different period of growth, a different period of transition than you were at the beginning of that strategic plan. And so I'm really excited to share... You you know, some of the successes that Wasayabek has had, some of the obstacles they've overcome, some of the pitfalls that we've learned some very valuable lessons from, um, and be able to share that with Indian country and, and, you know, help other tribes, as you mentioned, our mission being help other tribes kind of along their journeys and what they're doing. One thing I really want to touch on, because I know it, it truly is the foundation of, you know, how any 
NHBP has gone about setting up its economic development. And really, I think one of the crutches of why Wasayabek has been so successful, and that's, you know, the the use of the Harvard project and, and the kind of four pillars upon which that project is established. You actually had the opportunity to go uh, lecture at Harvard this I past did. year. I did. Yeah, that was a surreal experience and just fabulous. So, yes. So why don't you tell uh, tell us a little bit about kind of those four pillars and, and why that has been successful for Wasayabek in the way that we've we've been structured and continue to, to grow? That, yeah, that was... Part of our early discussions is, you know, how do we want to set about, how do we want to go about doing economic diversification? And the Harvard Project is kind of the Bible, so to speak, mm-hmm. of how to do economic development in Indian country. So the four pillars of that are culture matters, sovereignty matters, institutions matter, and then leadership matters. So that those four things are throughout the organization. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we talk about institutions mattering. It matters how the tribal council has their governance structure set up. It matters how the board's governance is set up. It matters how the staff is governing themselves to those things. So it's not just like one size fits all. It's throughout the organization. Leadership also, um, leadership at the top, at the council, and the membership support really matters. It also matters who you have on your board and what they bring to the table. And then it matters the leaders that you have in the company because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can have the greatest model, you can have the governance set up, but if you don't have the right leaders in place to execute, you, it's going to fail. If you overlay that with the culture and the sovereignty, then you really bring a dynamic, tribally-focused, tribally-supportive economic development organization, mm-hmm. which is what we're all working for. Absolutely. So. And what I what I love most about the Harvard Project is that it's got those four pillars, right? But within each of those four pillars absolutely recognizes the fact that every single tribe is different. Yes. And so while it has a roadmap, and this is really what I'd, I'd love for any listener to take away from our podcast, this is how we've done things, right? This is how Wasayabek has done things, the way that we have gone about our economic development, our different strategic plans, the different areas in which we want to develop economically. But at the end of the day, every tribe is different, and that looks different for every tribe. But with these foundational pillars, regardless of what your tribe wants to do, this is a successful way to set that up. Um, which, again, like I said, is what I'm really excited about. We're obviously going to share our stories, but that is just one example. And I'm, I'm excited that we're going to have guests from other economic development companies that can kind of tell us their stories and different ways that they've done it. Because like I said, you know, it, everyone is doing it differently. There is no one size fits all, like you mentioned. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to Eric Henson and the uh, Harvard Kennedy School and what they're doing there and the education that they're bringing and the insight and the students that are learning. And that was a wonderful experience. About the Harvard Project also, it also stays real. It also recognizes that there are politics in tribes, Mm -hmm. and then you have to learn how to manage those politics in the context of developing your economy, right? And so one of those tenets and governance is, you have to separate the politics from the good business decision. So how do you do that? So really studying that before you even get started is very advantageous because mm-hmm. it gives you those very fundamental questions to ask as you're as you're starting out. So and as you said, we're gonna talk more and more detail about some of that as we go on. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gonna be 
It's going to be good. Yeah. And how, how you separate that politics from business development while also recognizing that you can never fully separate Correct. just by the very nature of, I mean, you're working for a sovereign nation for the benefit of their people and Correct. their members. And so um, I just, I think that's really cool how Harvard has recognized that and built their model with that in mind, because I think a lot of folks that work in Indian country that are new to Indian country, it's a concept that's hard for them to grasp. But once they do, man, it's it's beautiful things happen, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so you also mentioned leadership and obviously employees. You know, we we at Wasayabek have built a, just a phenomenal team of experts and people who support what we are doing. You know, you mentioned from the top down to whether it's the tribal council, the board, and and kind of going back to that growth stage too, you know, what the board looked like at the beginning of this is drastically different than what the board looks like now based on the needs of the of the entity. And so it's been cool to see kind of that transition even just from a people standpoint too. It's true that the board has had turnover, but the plan has stayed the same. And that's really, 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 really important that the plan transcends those leadership changes. But also the board is by the composition changing, is being responsive to the needs of the company. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that gets reversed, that the economic development should rally around the people on the board, and it really should be the other way. Right. The board should rally around the purpose of economic development. Right. And as different needs are encountered for the company, people need to come on and off the board to support that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a judgment of anybody's skill or mm-hmm. whatever. It's just... I need a voice on the board that is well-versed in high growth because mm-hmm. we went mm-hmm. from zero revenue to $100 million in right. five years. So, you know, being um, cognizant of what those needs are as we grow mm-hmm. is really important, too. Mm-hmm. And the different areas of expertise that that you've right. brought on. I mean, in the past year, we've significantly expanded our HR department because of that rapid growth. We've brought on marketing experts. We've brought on additional legal support. Yes, we have. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's been really exciting to watch the journey and, and I'm excited to now be a part of it. And I'm excited to be able to share that story with Indian country. Really looking forward to what we have in store for our listeners, um, including up next on our next episode, we are going to have, who are we going to have joining us, Deidre? Jamie Stuck. He is the tribal council chair for the Natosepi Huron Band of the Potawatomi. So he'll be talking about you know, some of those challenges in setting up the proper governance where you have the proper oversight, but you're also allowing the people who know how to do their job to do their Mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to that. And you mentioned um, your background before, and we Mm -hmm. really didn't go into our personal backgrounds and kind of what we're we're here or how we contribute to this. And, um, you know, I want to mention some of the other folks that we have on our team that we'll be hearing from, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to Wasayabek and what you attract, what attracted you to Wasayabek and what you're looking forward to. Being yeah, here. yeah, definitely. Um, so for starters, I'm born, raised, and never left West Michigan, which is a very Dutch community. And so being a native myself, I'm a descendant of Little Travers Bay Band of Odawa, which um, for those of you who are watching is up in the pinky. So I stuck out like a sore thumb in a very blonde-haired, blue-eyed community that I grew up in. And so, you know, constantly got asked the question, what was I? 
And so I knew from a very young age that I, because because whenever I told people I was Native American, the first question then was, oh, you must get a fat check from the casino every month. Oh boy, here we go. Not my <laughs> casino, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and so I knew very early on, one, that I wanted to be an attorney, and I knew very early on that I wanted to work with tribes to kind of show the world that there's so much more to tribes than casinos, than peace pipes and teepees, because for whatever reason, there's a large misconception still even now that that's how Native Americans live. And so, you know, I came out of law school knowing that's what I wanted to do. I spent um, a few years with a firm working solely with Native American tribes and their businesses, doing everything from working with the government to economic development. Um, I then went to another firm that, as Deidre mentioned, we previously hosted a podcast together with doing... um, everything. I was kind of a jack of all trades, finance work, M&A deals, um, really honing my skills in a lot of different areas, all corporate related, which I think it really helped me develop the skills needed to then come in-house with Waseabek, um, because we do kind of touch on a little bit of everything every single day, it seems like. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and it it was one of those things that working with, I've obviously known you for a while. I've known members of your team for quite some time. And, you know, it was it was a dream come true when you guys said, hey, we're, we're, we've got this opening and would love for you to apply. And so Wasayabek is a company that I always, you know, dreamed of working for. Wasayabek has always done great things in Indian country. And to be just a tiny little piece of that was something that I, I really wanted to do. And so when the opportunity came about, I jumped and uh, here we are nine months later or whatever, however many months it's been. Um, So just looking forward to continuing the good work, looking forward to, you know, this podcast and being able to share that good work with with the rest of Indian country. Well, thank you. And thanks for the vote of confidence. It's nice to to hear that. I think we're we're working hard to fulfill our mission. And again, Mm -hmm. it's about attracting really good people. And I have to say that I have the pleasure of working with the best team that I've ever assembled, and that includes you, and it includes a lot of people. You'll hear from, eventually, you'll hear from Bill Brooks, Mm -hmm. who's chief legal counsel, Jesse Goldner, who is uh, the leader of our compliance and engagement uh, department, strategic engagement, Rabia Jamal, who is our chief operating officer and chief investment officer, Danielle Smith, who's HR, as you said, that's mm-hmm. been our like kind of last team to build out. That's been really critical yeah. as we've kind of gone through this explosive growth. Um, Bethany Harris, who leads our federal department. Uh, Brandon Bott, who is lead of our finance and all of our portfolio leaders. I mean, mm-hmm. all of these people play really critical parts. And back to that leadership matters. Every one of these people are leaders, and it really matters that we're all pursuing the same same mission. So my background is not quite as um, orchestrated as yours, I guess. <laughs> Mine was very—I wanted to be Jane Goodall. That's how I started out, which uh, didn't quite make it there. But I started out in the environmental industry, traveled the world, worked my way up from the person in the white suit in the field, shoveling contaminated soil into treatment bins, um, and then to project management, to program management. And I eventually took a job with Jacobs Engineering in Alaska. And that's where I became acquainted with working with tribes because Jacobs was a mentor to a protege tribe. 
And so I started learning about that and kind of observing that. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. You know, this is really a, a market that I had, didn't even know existed. In that run-up to working for Jacobs, I had also started multiple companies, whether they were my own or helped other people. Or part of re- the reason for going to Alaska with Jacobs was to start a new business line up there. Oh, okay. So I had a lot of um, experience in startups at that point. And so when Wasebek was working for a CEO, it was a startup working with tribes. And we also wanted to pursue federal contracting, which I also had experience in. So it was kind of this, oh, this is what I was meant to do. I never knew that. And here I am. <laughs> so uh, it's it's worked out really well. To have the support of the tribal council and the board has just been really important. And it's been critical mm-hmm. for us to be able to accomplish what we have. I mean, as inversely to what I said earlier, that you have to hire the right leadership at the strategic execution level, you also have to have the support for those people who are able to execute Mm -hmm. to be able Mm -hmm. to do their job. So we have a great team. I look forward to everybody hearing from them. And I really look forward to future episodes. So question, how did, and I know it's a very long path and journey, but Alaska to Wasayabek in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, oh, gosh. Um, there were many <laughs> steps in before that, all over the United States, California, Idaho, Washington State, Pacific Rim, Guam, Indonesia, back again, Alaska. From Alaska, it went Alaska, Washington State, Arkansas, Ohio, Michigan. Oof. I kept trying to go south, but I just keep getting pointed <laughs> north, so I don't know. But, You're um, getting away from the cold. <laughs> I, that's what I feel like. But it was really a perfect fit, and um, the opportunity arose, and so I was very excited to take on the challenge. I was very excited to try to deploy the lessons that I had mm-hmm. learned um, in Indian country and to help this tribe and other tribes succeed, so... Well, I'm excited to hear uh, Chairman Stuck's side of you joining Wasayabek and ask him that question, too. So We'll see what we get there. (laughs) Well, as we said, you know, the next episode is going to be with NHBP Tribal Council Chairman Jamie Stuck. We'll talk a little bit more kind of about those, you know, Deidre coming on, what those beginning stages of of Wasayabek looked like. Um, And we can't wait to just go on this journey with everybody and, and share who we as Wasayabek are and and how we hope we can help you in the future. Yes, really looking forward to that. And we're going to have a way for you to contact us with questions yes. and topics that you might want to hear about. We'll be giving that information out soon. Yes, definitely. Look for that because we can't wait to uh, interact with our listeners more and, and hear kind of what things other tribes and economic development companies are struggling with or, or obstacles they may be dealing with or even successes. So we're excited to interact with folks and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Erica. Thanks. <laughs>